With both the president and the vice president out of the country for at least part of the week, Congress is fully reengaged. Its first order of business, at least in the House, is a resolution against the president's emergency declaration to proceed with the border wall. We get a view of what else is ahead from the firewall editor, David Hawkins. Interesting that you have the firewall and Trump is building the border wall. Does that get confused among some of your uh, some of your readers? Gosh, I hope not, because uh, what the firewall has nothing to do with immigration policy. But uh, yes, sure. I mean, we're all about good governance and uh, covering the political divide and covering covering the broken democracy, not about about immigration. OK, so what's going on with these emergency declarations? Is it purely a House thing or could the Senate join in? I think the Senate could join in. So here's the, the, the vote uh, in the House uh, on Tuesday afternoon uh, is the least suspenseful of the series of votes that are coming. It's simple majority required. Virtually every, if not every Democrat, is going to vote for this resolution, which would essentially countermand the president's emergency declaration and tell him, no, he cannot take money from the military construction budget and elsewhere to finance wall construction. Then under this sort of special procedure that's part of the law that the president's citing is a 40-year-old law called the National Emergency Act. It gives Congress explicit power to to countermand the president and says that this uh, this idea This such a legislation is not filibusterable, cannot be delayed by filibuster in the Senate. And a vote has to happen within, I think, 18 days of when the House votes. So a vote is coming in the Senate if all the Democrats stick together and and oppose the president on this, which looks likely maybe one defection in Joe Manchin from West Virginia. But assuming all 47 vote to countermand the president, then only four Republican votes are required. I think it's pretty looks pretty good that the four votes are there. Something like 20 of the senators have said in one way or another that they disapprove of this idea. Some of them said that before the president did it. Some of them some of them have said that in in somewhat vague terms. Only one senator, Republican senator so far, Susan Collins, has come out and flat said she's going to she's going to vote to countermand the president on this. But I think it's a pretty good shot that enough Republicans four or more will vote to do this. Then the president can veto the thing. And then it gets really suspenseful. Would there possibly be 290 votes in the House, which would mean 55 Republicans joining all the Democrats to overturn the president? Probably not. And then the question would never go to the Senate where it would take 20 Republicans joining the Democrats to override him. It's a long way of saying this first vote in the House is the least suspenseful, least dramatic, least important of several votes that are coming. And besides that, what else can we expect in the coming week? Gosh, uh, so... This is going to be a year where oversight and hearings get much more headlines than legislating. You know, the marquee event this week is that uh, Michael Cohen, president's lawyer and self-described fixer, is coming to the Hill three different times. Two of them are closed door hearings, but there is a hearing on Wednesday in open uh, in an open hearing before the House Government Oversight and Reform Committee, where Mr. Cohen is says he is going to be a relatively open and candid book, he says, about in discussing the president's uh, business dealings. You could argue, for those of us who've been around long enough, that this is the most consequential witness testifying against a sitting president in almost half a century since John Dean, a White House aide, famously came to Capitol Hill and described details about Watergate that none of us really knew at the time. This rivals that, to actually have somebody who was such an intimate of President Trump's what the president says about his relationship with Cohen notwithstanding, come to the Hill and in open session 
we presume, because he says he's going to, and certainly he's going to get questioned, say some pretty damning things about Donald Trump. Well, the difference might be that Cohen will be talking about the president's private business before he became president, but Cohen hasn't been around for the stuff that allegedly, we don't know, happened during the presidency. Well, while he was a candidate, for sure. You're right. Cohen has not been around while Donald Trump has actually been the president. We're speaking with Firewall Editor-in-Chief David Hawkins. And what about legislation of any sort? I mean, we've talked at length about the need to do a budget and the need to decide about what happens when the debt ceiling is reached somewhere in the next maybe three to four weeks, according to the latest estimates. But what else are they going to do besides bird dog the administration in Congress? Uh, there is legislation that is uh, bubbling along through the hearing process that that, the, that we at the firewall are particularly uh, focused on, which is this thing called H.R. 1. It's got the name H.R. 1, which is the title that the Democrats gave it to signal their, in, their interest in, in highlighting this bill. It's a catch-all uh, political process and election overhaul bill. Um, this is the one that has gotten some headlines because it would make Election Day a federal holiday. It would it would tighten campaign finance disclosure rules. It would tighten. It would make it easier um, for people to register to vote nationwide. It would change government ethics rules. It would compel presidential nominees to turn over their tax records. It is a catch-all bill of um, all the almost all the good government ideas that the Democrats have had. In the last couple of years, no Republican input on this at all. So it, it is going to be a marquee bill in the coming weeks. Uh, it is going to pass the House on a party line vote. And then Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader, says it will never see the light of day in the Senate. But the idea here all along for the House Democrats has been they'd rather have really the issue than the law. And so they are moving the most ambitious good government package they can through the House. Um, it'll get some headlines. Uh, there are other, you know, sort of secondary things that are that are bubbling along uh, there. Yes, there was going to be a discussion of a budget. It's been a long time since a divided Congress uh, was able to produce a regular budget resolution. So I don't hold out too much hope for that. And, and as to the debt ceiling, yes, I guess there could be a little drama there. It's hard for me to imagine that any any that after the shutdowns uh, of the shutdown of, of recent weeks, uh, that either side wants to do anything dramatic with the debt ceiling, which, of course, just to remind people, this is not about authorizing additional debt. This is about just essentially allowing the government to pay bills for decisions Congress and presidents have made going back several years. And is there any indication early on at this point about what, if any, the budget battles will be? Whatever happened to you know controlling spending or and that that quaint concept? Yeah, the, the, the uh, President Trump has not uh, has not signaled much that deficits matter to him, and neither neither really did the uh, did Congress in the in the last two years. Um, undercovered, I think, is the notion that while there was all this argument, what was really happening was that the the Congress and President Trump agreed have agreed in the last couple of years to raise what they call discretionary spending, not Medicare, Medicare, so-called entitlements, but the the regular budgets for the departments into the in the double digits. The increases for many of these departments have been in the double digits. The president's been willing to spend money. Uh, now the question becomes, presumably a Democratic House uh, will be fine with increasing domestic spending and probably some military spending too. Question is whether there's anybody in the Senate, the Republican Senate will want to stand up to this or whether generous or, or certainly not tight budgets are going to be the thing for years to come. Uh, the annual budget deficits uh, in part because of increases in, in discretionary spending and also because of the tax cut 
are back in sort of record territory, flirting with a trillion dollars a year. Will deficits matter to anybody in the next two years or leading up to the presidential campaign, I think is going to be one of the, the great stories to watch. David Hawkins is editor in chief of The Firewall. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to The Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.